So I, w I have something I want to share this morning that the Lord has put in on my heart, and I feel like it's very relevant to where we are as a community and a church as we're stepping into a season where we're going to see a lot of fruitfulness and a lot of growth as we move into this new building. Um, and so the, the Lord has put this word on my heart about strength for the journey. And so we're going to talk about that this morning, if that's okay. And um, I have a scripture in Joshua um, they have that on the screen. Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 6, it says, um, this is after they went through the wilderness. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's not the scripture. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Hannah. I didn't write the scripture. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word, Jesus. Thank you for what you have for your people this morning. Thank you for continuing to pour out your spirit on all flesh, and we receive what you have, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So this portion of scripture is right after Moses dies, and the Lord is commissioning Joshua to fulfill the promise that God had for his people. And so they're about to enter into the promised land. They have some, some giants in front of them, so to speak. They have some stuff to get through in front of them. And the land that they're about to walk in is not without um, resistance, and it's not without difficulty. And, um, and how many have ever felt like right before you reach your destination, all hell breaks loose? Anybody else ever feel that way? Right before you are going to get to where you're supposed to be, it's like everything that could go wrong will go wrong. I remember um, years ago, and Zach might have shared this story before, but years ago, it was our first time that uh, Pastor Zach and I we were going to go to a Bethel's leader, uh, Leaders Advance. And we had been watching this ministry for years and just finally being able to have the opportunity to go and be a part of it and, and be in person. And so um, this, was, this was about, I don't, gosh, I can't even tell you how long ago, like maybe 15 years ago. I don't know. I don't feel old enough for that to be 15 years ago. <clears throat> so we were um, packing up and getting ready, and I had misread I'm a better traveler now, so this story is a long time ago. But I had misread our departure time, and I thought I had like four hours. And I looked at, um, as I'm packing, I looked at my reservation. This is when you didn't have it on an app. You printed out your tickets before you went to the airport. So I don't know if anybody's, like some of you guys might not even be old enough to remember, like before you could just scan your ticket, you had to have one. It's hilarious. So um, I looked at our ticket and I was like, we have to leave in 40 minutes. 
Zach's like, you're kidding. I'm like, no, I'm not kidding. I misread our departure time. So I'm in the middle of packing. Ladies, are you with me? Like, it's very important that you have your outfits picked out. It's so important. You don't feel right if your outfit's not right. I don't know about you, but that's how I have to walk into something. And so I'm like laying out my outfits and I'm like, oh no, I have like a load in the wash machine. I'm like not ready. I'm not ready to go. And so I'm like throwing everything I can into the suitcase and we're running and just driving as fast as we possibly can to the airport and no tickets and we didn't break the law. Maybe we did, but I'm not going to tell you that. We get to the airport, we get on time, and then um, how many know that your gate is sometimes different than your seat? So again, in my hurriedness, I saw a seat that was B, but the gate was C. So we go all the way to the B gate, but that was not the gate, it was C gate. And we were in McCarran Airport, which is the Las Vegas International Airport, which they designed like they designed a city as an afterthought. Everything is an afterthought. <sighs> like they didn't realize how big it was going to be, so they never, they never built it for growth. They just started building, and then it's, so, it's a mess. It's a disaster. So we run as fast as we can all the way because, again, they designed it terribly, so there's not those walkways that make you go faster or a tram that takes you there. So we're running all the way to the end of the B gate. And we get to the B gate, and the lady's like, this is not your gate. You should check your ticket. So we check our ticket. Sure enough, it's not a B gate, it's a B seat, and it's a C gate. So <laughs> we have to run all the way to our C gate, and we barely made it, but we made it on our flight. And sometimes I feel like, as we're in this journey of life, everything that could go wrong does go wrong right before we reach our destination. And in that time, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a very athletic kind of person. I, f I find that being a mom of five is, is working out enough. <laughs> Call it what you will. I've been chasing kids for 20-something years. That's, I'm working out. <laughs> working out my way to stay saved while I'm a mom. So I'm like winded and I'm exhausted and I'm running through the, I'm just like, I'm just, we don't even have to go. Let's just go home. You know, like probably having one of those meltdowns and knowing that I really, really want to get to my destination. I've got to kind of get through this stuff. And so as, um, as we're on this journey, I feel like the Lord is giving us an option for us to have strength as we go through things. And in this, in this three or six, seven, eight, nine, four, <laughs> I had to count. My friend gets me. In these four verses, the Lord tells Joshua to be strong three times. And I don't feel like it's because he was just saying something. He knew that what Joshua was going to face was not going to be easy. And so he told him over and over and over again, be strong, be strong, be strong. And so the first thing he says is be strong when things don't go your way. That's my first point is be strong when things don't go your way. So Joshua was about to have to divide the land and give people an inheritance. 
And I don't know about you, but um, I would have been very much in control of who gets what. I'd have been like, <clears throat> excuse me, Joshua. Um, I would like this. It goes with my outfit, and this land is pretty. It has a good view, and there's trees and a little river. Like, I don't know about you, but there's times when the Lord is, like, speaking to people, and we might not get that thing we thought we were supposed to get. We might not have the the road that we thought we were going to have, and we not, might not have that house we wanted, or that job didn't work out the way that it, we thought it was going to work out, or I raised my kids right, and they're acting like fools. Like, there are things that don't always go the way that we anticipate. And so Joshua was about to have to divide the land for the people. I don't know about you, but I would not want that job. You know, as a mom with five kids, one of the biggest things that they do is they'll always talk about who's their favorite. Like, which, which one do me and their dad favor? Well, you, mom's favorite is so-and-so because of so-and-so. And mom's dad's favorite is such-and-such. Like, they, oh, they think that Layla's my favorite because she's the baby. Which, are any of my kids in here? <laughs> I love them all so very much. She's my baby. Um, she's not my favorite, but she's my baby. So she does get a lot of things that the other ones didn't. And then everyone thinks Sarah is dad's favorite because they do worship together. And so, like, I would be afraid that, you know, like, favoritism would creep in if I was the leader. Like, um, I don't really like what you said last Tuesday at 7 o'clock. So um, you're going to be further down the road, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the outside. <laughs> Did you tell me that I was pretty? Then you get to be close to me. And so Joshua was about to have to do some difficult things. And so the Lord said, be strong. So my encouragement to us is to be strong when things don't go our way. We're not always going to get what we think we deserve. We're not always going to be the ones to, to walk in the things that we thought we were going to walk in. We're not always the ones that say, hey, I'm going to be prosperous, or I'm going to have this, or I'm going to have that, or you know what? Things are hard, but the Lord's promise is just to be strong. You know, as we're going into... Um, this beautiful breakthrough of our new sanctuary and it's just amazing what God is doing and um, it's not just a building a building is is just a building if it's not filled with the presence of the Lord and people but we know that it's a tool to help us advance the kingdom and so I'm not going to take lightly when the Lord is saying here is the tool so that you can more advance my kingdom in Rochester I'm not going to take it lightly and the beginning of this year, it was a very hard few months. And um, I felt like quitting very, very, very many times. I don't know if that's good English. doesn't matter. You get it. You know, there's a lot of times where I, um, as a pastor's wife, you sit and you're silent. And you watch your husband take arrows. And you watch him... Just take it and take it and keep doing.
doing what he's supposed to do, which is get up here every Sunday and minister life to the people that God's called him to. So there's times it's like, babe, you're doing such a good job. I'm out. I'm not doing it anywhere. You have to, but I don't. It's not true, but that's how I feel sometimes. So there was a few months where I was just like, I cannot. And I remember just crying to the Lord, God, if you don't bring some breakthrough, I'm not going to make it. If something doesn't give, I'm not going to keep stepping forward. It's too hard. You know, I shared this with our ladies group a couple months ago, but there's this um, Elsa song. Well, it's a song from Frozen 2. Elsa doesn't sing it. Her sister Anna does. And like I said, I have a child. I have a little girl. She's 10. So I have seen every Disney, all the things, all the princesses. Layla was Elsa for four years in a row for Halloween. Like she never took off the Elsa dress. She had probably eight. Any other moms like me, it's just like you stop fighting. After five, you stop fighting. Okay? Thank you. So if you saw my daughter out in an Elsa dress on a random Tuesday, I was not fighting. I picked my battles. So um, there's this song from Frozen 2, and it, Anna sings it, and she's like in the middle of a wilderness, um, and she's like alone in a forest, and she's like just about to give up, and the song says, do the next right thing. And so sometimes when you feel like giving up, you've got to just do the next right thing. Just take the step and do the next right thing. And so I was having a conversation with the Lord. It's like, I don't want to do the next right thing. I want to stop right here. And I remember all of a sudden, I think it was like March, February, March, April. I don't even know. It's one of the months in the beginning of the year. It's freaking August. Okay. Um, so it was one of the months in the beginning of the year. These years gone by so fast. So all of a sudden... We have been trying to get a loan for over a year. We've been trying to close on a land sale for over a year. And all of a sudden, in the same day, in the same day, the land sale closes and the loan is approved. In the same day. That is only the Lord. I'm telling you, that is only by the grace of God. It doesn't just happen like that. It doesn't just happen like that in the same day. And so I'm like sitting there like, all right, Jesus, I'll keep doing what's right. I'll keep doing what you called me to do. I'll keep moving forward. And so when things don't go our way, the Lord has promised us just be strong. Just be strong. The second thing he says is be strong and say, my second point is be strong and say focused on God and faithful to his word. John 8, 31 and 32 says that Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. See, there's a freedom when we abide in him. There's a freedom when I stay constant to him. There's a freedom that happens when I just stay close to the vine. I stay close to my master. I don't let myself veer off. I don't let myself get far away in my mind, in my heart, or in my deeds. I stay close to what God has for me. I stay close to his word for me. And I, I allow his word to cause freedom in my heart so that I continue to do what he's called me to do.
See, the Bible says don't grow weary in doing good, for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. The only way you can do that is if you continue to be strong, is if you continue to stay um, in the vine. Abide in me and I in you. That's what the Lord says. And his promise is true, that as we abide in him, he is faithful. He is faithful. The third thing he says um, is be strong and not afraid because God is with us wherever we go. You know, the Lord said to Joshua, as it was with Moses, so it will be with you, just in one verse before. And you know what Moses' heart cry was? I won't go unless you're there. I won't go unless you're with me. The promise of God is that we can be strong and not afraid because we know he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. That when we do what he's called us to do, when we stay fat, steadfast in his word and to his promises, that he sticks right by us. He sticks closer than a brother. You know, he's saying, he, you're my father, you're my friend, you're my lover. He is, the, he is everything to us as we stick close to him. Everything to us. So um, just, just a couple days ago, I took a girlfriend out. Uh, we went to Toronto for her birthday, and we just went and spent one night. And uh, yesterday, our goal was we were already in Toronto, and we wanted to see the falls from the Canadian side, right? Okay, so if you're local, please don't make fun of me right now because I'm going to tell a story about not being local to this region, okay? So we're on, we're on that side. And so everyone was telling me, oh, you have to do Ontario or um, Niagara on the lake, right? So I put Niagara on the lake in my GPS because that's what everybody said to do. And um, though Niagara on the lake is beautiful, it's not the falls, Okay, I don't know if you guys know that, but it's not. Where my GPS took us was not the falls. It was a beautiful lake on the, Can on the Canada side, but that's it. So I was like, okay, shoot. So I'm like, well, we've already drove two and a half hours to get to Niagara-on-the-Lake. We might as well see how far the falls are. So I just Google search best views of Niagara Falls on the Canada side. It's literally what I Googled, okay? And it popped up this location. Awesome, so I put that in my navigation. It was only 57 minutes away and it only took us out of our way to get home 12 minutes on my GPS. See, I'm not, I'm, I might not be like the most savvy, but I'm not, I'm smart, okay? I'm not the opposite of smart. Okay, so, we get there, and all of a sudden, we're going through the border. And I was like, I don't, what am I doing? I don't, and I'm trying to tell the guy, the officer, I'm like, I want to be in Canada. I don't want to go back to you. <laughs> and then he says something about taking a picture and driving through. And I'm like, I don't know what he means. I don't know what he's saying. Like, he doesn't understand me. And so um, we're driving, we cross the border, and then it's taking me to the America side. I've been to the America side. I don't want to see the America side. And so I call, finally, I call my husband. Finally. 
no jokes. I can do things by myself. But I finally call my husband. <laughs> and he's like, um, you need to get over to the Rainbow Bridge and you got to cross over and then you can see it on the other side. And he's like, you shouldn't have come all the way over here. You should have grabbed the Rainbow Bridge from the other side, blah, blah, blah. He tells me all these things, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I look on the... <sighs> I look on the Google Maps, and it's going to take like 40 minutes just to get to the other side again. And I look to my friend, and she looks at me, and we're just done. We've been in the car for like four hours. It shouldn't take that long. And I'm like, I'm over it. I'm going home now. So then we just drove home. And I ate like two morsels of food all day. So I was annoyed and hangry with a headache and then neither one of us got water when we got in the car, so now we're children and we're thirsty and all the things. And so there are so many times in our lives where we take a situation and a circumstance and we let weakness prevail. We let things happen. We, we don't get to the destination that we had in mind and so all of a sudden we just fall apart. And I just want to share some things with you. The first thing I want to share is that not everything that happens is God-initiated. Like, I just, Google was wrong. I wasn't. Google was wrong. Google was wrong. I'm just going to continue to tell myself that. But sometimes we'll go through things and we're like, God, what are you trying to teach me? You know, I was talking to my mom about this the other day. It's so ingrained in us in our Western conscious and our Western thinking that every time we go through a circumstance, we're like, God, what are you trying to teach me? I'm trying to listen. And sometimes he's like, I'm not trying to teach you anything. Life is life. And sometimes it sucks. We're trying to... Christian ease every single thing that we do and it's like sometimes it just happens not everything in our life is God initiated but it's important for us to un understand when he is initiating it when he is leading us when we're sensitive to hear his voice and to see what he's doing through situations and circumstances when when he is initiating something, it's important for us to hear his voice, but it's also important for us to understand that not everything in our life is God-initiated. It's not. When you live your life that way, you live prison, and you live prisoned to your circumstances. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live prison to my circumstances. I want to break out of circumstances. I want to break out of status quo. I want to break out of what things are supposed to be. I want to I want to walk with the Lord in the newness of life. I want to I want to understand and unfold what every day looks like in the the promise of tomorrow. I don't want to live like so rigid that I'm stuck in this prison of every single thing that happens to me is something that God is, is doing all the time. And the second thing that I learned is sometimes we have taken control of the destination. So we have a perception of what things are supposed to look like. 
instead of letting it be open to what God wants it to look like. See, if I understand that not everything in my life is a consequence of what God is doing, but just sometimes it's stuff, then I'm open to, what does the next step look like, God? Can I dream with you? Am I open to imagination with you? And I open to what the possibilities are, God? Am I so rigid and stagnant in my Christianity that I'm not open to what you might want to do or you might want to change? Or, you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, we, we live in a, we live so um, close-minded that like, well, I got, I got this, uh, I got this word and it said that um, I'm going to preach to stadiums before I'm 40. Somebody actually did give me that word before. I have never preached to a stadium. I'm going to be 42 in two months. <laughs> but if I lived so rigidly that that was actually like exactly what God wanted to do, I would feel like right now I'm not fulfilling God's destiny on my life. We live so rigidly to things. We hold so tightly things. The Lord's like, I just want you to hold it loosely and fluidly. Be faithful to what he's put in front of you. What if I lived in frustration that you're not a stadium, but you're just a a beautiful community of people? I would take you for granted. I would feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be, and you're not who you're supposed to be. And so I would live frustrated And I would be unhappy and not serve you the way I'm called to serve. See, we're not supposed to hold things so tightly. Let God sometimes take control of your Google, (laughs) of your maps, of your destination, of your tomorrow. And let God do whatever he wants to do. God, do you want to move my family to Rochester? I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. I'm going to do what you want me to do. And the third thing, and I'm going to close here. Sometimes we don't see the beauty around us because our loves grow cold and familiarities crept in our hearts and we don't see the gift that people are. I, ha- I could have called my husband like three hours and we would have seen the falls. (laughs) But sometimes our love's grown cold. And we don't value the community of people that are around us. We don't, um, we've grown familiar with voices that uh, speak into our lives. We've grown familiar with, we grow familiar with the presence of the Lord. God have mercy on us. Church, I implore you, encourage you, prod you this morning. Not everywhere you go experiences what we experience this morning and every Sunday. Not everywhere you go, you get the gospel of God, the true gospel preached. Not everywhere you go is like this. Sometimes we don't see the beauty of the people around us, the community that we're 
love has grown cold and familiarity has crept in our hearts and we see people as common and we see the presence of God as common and we come to church like it's common and we don't value what's around us the beauty that is around us get so focused on what I'm doing with my destiny and my goals and my what God's called me to do we forget that what you are called to do is tied to the community he's called you in your destiny is tied to my destiny because he's called us to link arms and run together and we forget what we're called to we become so consumer and minded and selfish and, and, and we have this Christi- Christianity that's based on, well, I know what God's called me to do and I'm called to this and I'm called to that. And I remember in Las Vegas over and over hearing, well, the Lord's called me to the nations. I'm like, have you talked to your neighbor? Yes. Please go to the nations if that's where God is calling you. But understand that who you are is connected to who we are. And we grow together. And we journey together. And when you allow things to creep in your heart, you see people differently. God, forgive me because it's happened to me. I've taken this place for granted. I've taken you for granted. You know, people will come in and they'll hurt and they'll leave the church. And I'll focus my whole mind, my whole heart on the two people that left and forget the 200 that are still here. So let our heart, let our heart see what's in front of us. See, church, I believe that we're going to be triple the size in not very long. But I can't do it without you. I need you. We need you. You are a part of what God wants to do here. Here. Your destiny is tied to mine. Let's run. creep in your heart see there's a there's an easy it's easy to jump ship right before you jump in it's easy as you're going through the hardest times of your turbulence and 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 right before you get to your destination you're like I'm gonna eject myself because I can't do this and the Lord's like just hang on just do the next right thing just keep going don't let your love grow cold don't let familiarity breed inside of you keep your eyes focused on what you have in front of you and just know that I am with you and I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you and just like I told Joshua be strong Joshua be strong church be strong church be strong church you have what it takes to see the end of this can you stand with me
to close with this scripture in Hebrews. And I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. What has he promised you? Has he promised your marriage? Has he promised your kids? Has he promised your, that, that job, that thing? Has he prom- what has he promised you? Wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them toward acts of compassion doing beautiful works as expressions of love this is not the time to pull away this is not the time to pull away this is not the time to pull away church this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing i don't know about you but i feel like um, the author of hebrews wrote this in 2020 In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Lift your hands with me, Father. Thank thank you that you are mighty and strong, that you give us strength and courage and hope that you push us into our promise and into our destiny God I thank you that you've called us to link arms with each other and run the race Jesus that you've called us to run and that we will not eject ourselves because of turbulence and we will not eject ourselves because of situations and circumstances God but we will run together to see what you have called us to see and accomplish that which you've called us to accomplish how we love your presence Lord how we love your presence Lord Father thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness Jesus if you're in this place I know I've I've gone long I always say that I'm a short preacher but I don't know I'm not I guess Lord Jesus help me I really feel like if this is speaking to you and you've maybe you've you've ejected yourself because it's been rough. Maybe you're in this place and there's some things that have gone on in your life and you're like I don't know if I can be strong. Or maybe you've just let your love grow a little cold and missed the beauty that's around you. I just want to open up the altars this morning. If if you just want to come and just lay it at his feet, you just want strength for the journey. Just, Just come up here and receive what God has. We'll sing this for a minute. my life. 
here's my life. Here I am.